All right, so you, um, like we were going to talk about jobs and um, why we were, we were talking about why it's let not me, cool to have a job, <laughs> how you can get by without a job. We were talking about all this stuff last week. I was talking about Charles Bukowski and... Yeah, last week we, we spent quite a bit of time looking and thinking about how do we, you know, what are we going to talk about episode-wise... Yeah, and now it just seems like first episode is a little bit harder to think about. <laughs> yeah, because it's all going on the record. This <laughs> <laughs> is real. Everything changes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Still pretty pumped about our original topic, like why are we doing this? How yep. did it come about? And the fact that we don't have jobs, really. <laughs> okay, so but, so you want to do both of those things? Why? We're talking about well, why we're doing this, and we're also talking about our, our life situation. Uh, well, I think our life situation is going to come up in, in all, yeah. all our podcasts because, you know, I, I, may, I can only really talk about my own experience and reflection of what, you know, this, this life. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's about it. Uh, okay. okay, so... <laughs> all right, then. That's the end of the show. Paradise Paradox is next week. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Paradise Paradox. <laughs> it is kind of nice, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I like it. I mean, this, this whole yeah, idea that, that, that we can do this because we don't have a job. <laughs> or, or because, no, well, I mean, really, this is, is the idea of getting rid of the job mm. is that you can focus on being you and yeah. doing what you want to do opposed to what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that doesn't mean that we're not, like, we're not real people. Like, you know, we're still interactive in the, in the community, doing our thing, trying to work out ways of adding value in our own way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Still hustling. Uh, should we do it? <laughs> I think we should do, a, do an intro. So. Kurt Robinson, welcome to Paradise Paradox. And Aaron Battle, also <laughs> also welcoming you to Paradise Paradox. <laughs> All right, now, shall we talk about like let's talk about our own stories, like how we got started in this uh, magical adventure called life. Like when? <laughs> Man, that's a really open question. How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> I don't know. Let, let's do, like we were having that conversation the other week about personal development. Like when we first started, when we first made the decision that we weren't going to lead ordinary lives. Yeah, I think you decide you don't want to be. You don't want to be ordinary. Mm. I don't even know what ordinary is. I think yeah. that's something that used to be yeah. an idea. I think now it's now it's impossible to be ordinary. Yeah, because I mean, there's people that that you try follow the track, go to school, do well, study, university, trade, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever track, whatever path you follow mm-hmm. to get a job, to live a, a normal life. It just doesn't exist anymore. There's too, mm-hmm. many, there's too many variables and unexpected companies shutting down, losing your job, getting fired, surprises that, yeah. that you, just, you just can't budget for and that, that just gets you down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who wants to feel down? <laughs> take, take control of your shit. <laughs> Start driving, man. Yeah, yeah. So this is like, have you ever seen that 
that animation, it's like the first animation that Matt Stone and Trey Parker, Trey Parker and Matt Stone ever did. <laughs> no, <laughs> ever you're going to have to um, educate me from the beginning. Okay. I, I don't even know who these guys are. Uh, the creators of South Park. Ah, interesting. So the first animation they ever did was a, an animation based on a speech by Alan Watts. Have you, have you ever listened to Alan Watts? Of course, of yeah. course. So he talks about how you, you're sold this idea about this is the regular way through life. This is a path through life. You go through school and you've got to get good grades so you can go to university. Then when you get out of university, you, you get a job and you've got to keep working. You get a promotion. And then eventually you reach the holy grail, which is supposedly retirement. Um, and that's, that's kind of the story which we still get told. Or it's, I've, I've yeah. seen the clip. You have seen, I, I've yeah. heard the uh, yeah I've heard the Alan Watts actual segment they uh-huh. use and I've seen I've seen it because I remember yep. someone showed it to me and I thought I mean this is really like this is on the money he's gone back mm. a couple of years I like the way he finalizes with you you spend your whole life building a box to mm. fill to put stuff in it to end up in your own box mm. <laughs> it's, it's like you know it's like why why do we focus on boxes so much <laughs> right because we're all obsessed with death or something like that <laughs> well it, it seems that way i mean everyone seems to be scared of it or they you know kind of trying to come to grips with what i need to get done before i die what are those 10 things you want to do before you die like you know what's, it, list. what's your bucket list mm. you got a bucket list no i think i'm i made a list of like a hundred things um, and this was, it must have been about seven years ago that I made this list. And they started getting more and more wild until I was talking about stuff like, have a conversation with a dolphin, visit outer space, you know. Got to get it done, man. <laughs> yeah, I need to I mean, dig up that list. it's all important stuff. No, well, okay, right on this. On the bus on the way over, I was mm. reading, um, I'm still reading that book, the Ra, mm-hmm. the Ra message, the humble message of... Yep. So tell, uh, tell us a little bit about the book. Well, this is, this is, it's cool because everything seems to, everything's relevant to you know, your own experience. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I was, the only parts I can remember right now was the, the, the polarization of our, of our world and reality, the negative and the positive, and the fact that you know, if you want to dedicate yourself to being positive, you really only need to allocate like 49% to yourself. As long as that 51% is to service to others, then you qualify you qualify to, to go to the fourth density dimension. Okay. It's, hey, hey it's, it's in the book. I, I'm, I'm not preaching this stuff. I'm just sharing it with you. All right. Uh, cool. So, yeah, it's, it's cool because he also goes to explain that's kind of the path of good. Yep. To offer your 51% service to others and, you know, help the, the, the world. Right. Help everyone else through their life experience. But if you want to dedicate and go down negative polarization, then mm. you really need to achieve like 95% service to self. Okay. Like okay. You, you need to like focus on you. I don't even think I can do that. Yeah, well, this is... It makes me think of like when somebody tells a lie um, and, and they want to be a liar as a way of life, they have to tell like 10 more lies to cover up that lie. So that's the kind of effort yeah. you're talking about. That's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, you can say I'm going to begin a project mm go buy all the gear and all that, but that's like buying the gear, doing the episodes, actually doing the episodes, <laughs> writing them all up. I mean, that's like, 
so much more work than what we're doing right now. <laughs> we, we just turned up. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, the, the cool thing is about the 95% and the 51% is like, you know, you can, that's a big range in between mm. to basically live your life, be you, and, and do whatever, like, you know, whatever it is you feel like you have to do. So if you need to go and talk to dolphins to live that experience, or for me, being a, as a kid, I always wanted to go to the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yeah. It was, like, it was like, that was like the number one thing. When I'm old, I'm getting a jet and I'm flying in there. I'm going to get to see what's in that triangle. <laughs> like that, that's, that was like top priority <laughs> when I was coming out the other side 10 of years the old. Hole. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, sometimes I, I still think about like this idea of the hollow earth theory and people have that quote from Captain Bird or whatever his name was, uh, the guy who, who, I think he was the first guy to fly across the, the Arctic or the Antarctic, and he said that long white land that just goes on forever and people were like, ha, that's it. He's talking about the land in the middle of the earth. <laughs> I, I saw a YouTube on the, the hot spring that's in the middle mm. of the South Pole. Really? Yeah. I haven't found it recently, but okay. there, there's, I mean, it's not just the one video. There's been many cases where they talk about, like, the Antarctic isn't exactly all ice. Mm. Okay, let's go. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, <laughs> if someone goes, I flew across it, and it's all white, it's like everyone thinks that. Yeah. But has anyone actually done it? Hmm. Not, not for a while, I don't think. I mean, there are satellites up there. Or just, I don't even know if satellites go over the, the North and South Pole or they just go around other parts. Speaking of the North and South Pole, yeah. two fun facts that yeah. I don't know if they're facts. I just thought I'd bring them up because we're on TV. <laughs> uh, the first one being, you know they talk about the Pyramid of Giza being so like precise so like true north that you know we couldn't even build that today yep. at that degree yeah um i have reason to believe that the pyramid wasn't built to mm-hmm. true north was built at some other random angle mm. and the planet itself aligned itself to the pyramid based on the amount of energy it was pulling into its own oh. energy grid like its own okay. resonance like you know the amount of the the type of stone which you know they go in they go in and they say it's all like radioactive mm. Like, it's not bad radioactive because uh, apparently it's good and bad radiation. But apparently these, like, pyramids are radioactive and, yeah, they are exactly true north. Can you imagine if they built it and the planet just, like, shifted slowly <laughs> to true north? It's like, hey, look at this. They got it right. They did uh, really. So you would say, oh, okay. So let's see. So there's a few p- possibilities there. Like, one is that the pyramid moves to face true north and another is that the pyramids the force of the pyramid is so strong it changes where the poles of the earth are it keeps it balanced Mm. so weren't you also saying that um some people have a theory that the pyramids actually grew yeah no well i mean that that's that's going back to our last week conversation where uh, these people that were channeling, uh, channeling Ra mm. were talking about, uh, were asking the question, who built the pyramids? How were they built? And a few different, you know, that, that's a, that sort of topic. Mm. And Ra said, you know, in, there's no great detail. So this mm. is, so it kind of, it opens up to, you know, further study. Mm. 
Mm. It's good because now, you know, I'm interested in checking out what actually, what material are these pyramids made from? Mm. Like what type of rock? Where the rock come from? Mm. How is it all solid rock or is it, you know, is it pretty big? Yeah. I, only, I only have a few chambers and tunnels and things like how much of the same rock is used? Yeah. Because Ra explains that through a, uh, a, a thought process of the, the collective people that were building it, they could just think of a certain, or think of a, a geometric structure or think of shapes or whatever thought process they were, were led to believe. Okay. The rocks kind of built themselves. And because, you know, I mean, it's craziness. <laughs> and, and, and now, because they knew that, you know, it wasn't, it's not fair to impose. Okay, now I'm making a little bit of stuff up. Okay, yeah. this isn't in the book. This is what I kind of believe. Okay, okay. Um, I think because he talks a lot about free will yeah. and, you know, the, how it's like a basic right of life in our, in our density to have free will, mm. that they had to make it in blocks. Like, they couldn't just make it, like, one solid big, like, this huge big block of triangle uh, of okay, rock. Okay, yeah. So it's made in, like, brick blocks based on our free will to assume that it was built by hand and that it wasn't built out of, you know, mind power manifestation. Okay, are you, are you saying... Let's see. Are, are you saying that it has to appear like it could have been made by humans? Well, that's what the book leads me to believe, yeah. Right. Okay, wow. Well, I know that, um, like you were saying that stuff about the stone, I know it, um, the pyramids of Egypt used to be covered completely in limestone. Uh, and when the Romans came in, they were like, oh, we'll have that, because limestone is, is more valuable than the other stuff they used, and it was all polished and nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the light- so they chipped it all off? Yeah. They took off the top layer. Yeah. Man, who does that? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm walking through this desert mm. area, which I don't believe was desert either. Anyway, it's just, yeah. it's just desert today. You walk well, it's, the, a, it's not, I mean, on one side of it, there's a huge city. There's all of Cairo, right? Have you seen those pictures from the like mm. helicopter view? It is, mm. It's like the pyramids like right there. Yeah. Right on the edge of civilization. It's, it's like it's like looking at a Walmart in the middle of some slum. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about. Like you've seen it. This is like what Walmart in in uh, no in Costco in idiocracy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> they have to take this pace. massive journey and then Costco stretches for miles and miles. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a uh, it was a thought form. Mm. Like, Costco's got, got its vision. It's got its, like, empire. Hmm. Like, you know, these pyramids had the same thing. And, they were, and I can imagine these big, like, white, polished... Like, that's, it's a massive structure. Yeah. To be, like, white and polished. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably kick it. <laughs> <laughs> kick the ties. You, you can... Yeah, I wonder if, like... Like, is this real? You know what I mean? Like, it would be yeah. so out of your mind. Yes, yeah, like, to, like how, how impressive are they now, and how how impressive is it, you know, to be covered in limestone? Even more ridiculous. And I wonder if at night, like the moon comes over it and they kind of light up oh, man, or something like that. Couldn't even begin to imagine what they yeah. were really in their prime, like yeah. what, what they were there for. People didn't even know what they're there for. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, there's so many topics. I, I don't want to go further into Egypt and its pyramids. Okay, okay. Because um, <laughs> what, what was the original question? 
Uh, I, I, we're talking about personal development. Uh, no, when, and when okay, we've gone, we've gone back too far now. Okay, because you were, we were talking about Ra. Yeah, no, the, well, the, the two fun facts about the, about the pyramids. <laughs> okay. Was, it, was that it? <laughs> yeah, sure. About the no, North and South Pole. Oh, uh, okay, yep, yep. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, well, the first one being that the pyramid was built first to stabilize the planet, and now it's like aligned itself to North. That, that's, a, that's a pretty big deal. Like, mm. I mean, that's a, that's a, you're scratching your head for a while trying to work that out. <laughs> um, but the other North and South Pole, they seem to, like, is there, is there people that advertise or talk about, like, how they've already reversed? Mm. How this, they've already reversed? Yeah, like, it's already happened. Okay. Yeah, it's like the, the North and South have actually flipped. Right. But it's like a delay between... It's it's a delay between like uh, its impact on our reality. Bennett, I mean, we can easily prove that if we grab out a compass, <laughs> if we can find a compass these days. Okay, yeah, I, well, that's that's on the Christmas list. <laughs> uh, okay, well, maybe uh, okay. Let's say we get a compass and it's like north, and it's like well, that's where north should be. Yeah, would be uh, that way. That's north. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say we get a compass out and we point it to north and that's what it says. And like all of a sudden, everything's, yep, as it should be. Hmm. But at what point does it flip? Because a lot of people are talking about it flipping. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sometime in the next couple of years. The like next it, 10 years or so. Well, it's moving. It's moving at, at what, 40 kilometers, a, 40 kilometers a, a year? Really? Well, I think that's roughly what it was in the last couple of years that it's moved. 40K. Um, and apparently this, this movement is like increasing 5 to 10% per year. Okay. I'm assuming it moved 5% the first time they noticed it, and lately it's been moving 10. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. But yeah, maybe in the next couple of years, another 15, 20%. I mean, add, add them up, that's nearly halfway. Mm. 51%. <laughs> 50, 51% north. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, man. It's, it's all too crazy. But I just, don't, I just don't get how people can get back in their cars, be running late to work, hit that alarm, you know, to get this job, to make, to make rent. Yeah. You know, to hit, like, your base. And then, uh, and not be concerned about these kinds. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, not concerned, interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't... You, what are you going to do? <sighs> I mean, if the entire magnetic... Um, for magnetic field of the world flips and it turns your car upside down and everybody dies or some shit like that. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, okay let's do. explore but, what might happen. <laughs> I, I just don't think that's going to happen. No, no. But um, people say maybe it will affect the gases in the atmosphere uh, and make it really difficult to live on the Earth, something like that. Yeah. yeah. The atmosphere. Uh Yeah, no, I, I don't understand that idea. That's just well, some, yeah, some I, I don't even know what gases are up there. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just can't comment on, on atmosphere and, okay. and gases. Yeah, like, well, my chemistry isn't that great either. Yeah, um, see, this is what I mean. How can you get mm. a job when there's like so much you could be learning? Mm. Mm. Just does my head in. <laughs> we should get back on track. I, I don't know where the track is. Or... Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I guess that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> that's the answer.
<laughs> the answer is the world is wondrous and we're going to explore it by talking shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's, it's shit, but it is kind of miscellaneous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, th- this podcast is, is coming to you from, from Guadalajara, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is the, the paradise... At least in our eyes, anyway. <laughs> it's, been, it's been called other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I made that video the other day. I uh, put it up on YouTube talking about how um, everybody in the United States seems to have this wild, crazy idea about Mexico that you can't walk down the street without getting your head chopped off. Uh, like pe- people say stuff to me on the internet like... Uh, um, I'm sure Mexicans can't get themselves out of poverty. They're too busy hacking each other up with chainsaws. People say this. Hey, really? I've, <laughs> I've never come across this stuff. What? Yeah. Well, like, like I Where said. Where do you hang out online? <laughs> so it was just on, like, uh, like I mentioned to you, um, Joe Rogan said something about it a few, a few weeks ago on his podcast. It was like um, shitty piece of dirt were his exact words because he was talking about people running across the border, which I, I have to wonder how often that really happens. If this um, was Japan, they'd make that into a game show. <laughs> I mean, like, you want to capitalize on what you got? Set, yeah. up, set up a few webcams and let's see. You know, I mean, I, you know, I feel like these are kind of like my brothers in a way that, you, yeah. know, are trying to, they're, you know, trying to make their life better. I, I yeah. get it. But um, the worst part is they come home. Mm. And they go, the U.S. isn't that good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, I've, we I've try- done a few We were trips. trying to find paradise <laughs> and we didn't know the true treasure was the journeys we had together. Also. Well, <laughs> right, right here in the heart. Yeah. There's no polarization. <laughs> the, the, one, the one space in the density reality that there's no polarization. That's the hard space. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm just regurgitating what I picked up. Okay. Obviously, okay. I, don't, I don't know very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan was talking about it. There was another, I saw somebody talking about it on a Facebook page and people on Tumblr were saying this stuff. And it was coming up in the, in the YouTube comments on the on the. Joe Rogan video and, and other videos. Any any anything that was talking about uh, the immigration reform that they're doing in the US at the moment, somebody had to drop in their two cents and say something something shithole, something something hellhole. Uh, and they all believe it. They all have this conception. I think that's the issue. It's not what Mexico is. It's yeah. what it's what Mexico is being painted to be. Yes, yes. Because I mean the people. I mean. It, People in the U.S., people in Mexico, we're people that are making our way through life. Yeah. You know, doing your, you know, you have, you've got your job, you've got your family, you pay, you know, you pay your way. Mm. It's, it's, it's life. That's why we're all in the same, the same tunnel vision, on the same wheel. Uh, you know, we're, we're led to believe whatever we're educated to believe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just have to wonder, like, how much they get bombarded like does it come up on their tvs every day saying by the way mexico is a fucking shithole <laughs> and yeah i i don't know it's a... did you enjoy the video of uh of fox business i put up the other week um which one uh, peter the... schiff with the contortionist yeah yeah i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> help it i mean you know it was like 
it came up on my feed and I thought, all right, let's have a look. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I do like to check in on, on reality every now and yeah. then. So this was my effort to try and bring myself, to ground myself, to watch, some, to watch a segment. Mm-hmm. Fox business. You know, you think, you know, this is kind of like Fox News. I mean, that's a, that's a reputable brand, right? I mean, this is, this is like, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't watch, I don't watch TV. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's mainstream media. A lot of people think it's reputable. Sure. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I'm just assuming and, that yeah. it's like, you know, you hear Fox, you think it's a, it's a big brand of like, <laughs> what? what? What do they do? Okay. They, they produce television. Yes. Correct? Okay. Yes. Well, it's, the, a, it's owned by Murdoch. The, owned, owned the television that I was watching was, I was fascinated. I, I didn't know whether it was, you know, someone was taking a piss or, or what. Yeah. So the, the video he's talking about, <laughs> it, it was a segment on the, the finance section. And uh, about a minute or two into the video, while they've got all these people debating, um, the host says, oh, um, the, the Federal Reserve is trying to work its way into a box. And by the way, we have a clip about that. And then, <laughs> and then they show this clip of a circus, like Cirque du Soleil or something, this woman who's contorting herself to fit inside a box. And that continues while everybody is discussing the economy. A lot of that going. I mean, they were they the guys were doing the voiceover as I'm watching the circus, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. It's that like, like circus like, is right. I was like, okay, I don't know if part of my brain was saying stop talking so I can see if she's going to make it in this box, <laughs> or just make it in the box already, or can we change the channel and kind of hear what's going on? Like I was, I was confused. But then it gets better. It kept going. Like, that was only, like, the, was, was only the, the first, like, bucket of water in my face uh, as I'm trying to, like, educate myself on what's going on in the, you know, financial markets and, and the, oh, man. Yeah, I expected them to play it for maybe, like, five, maybe ten seconds. But, no, it kept going. The, the woman got into the box. The other woman came along and no, they contorted it again. herself. They played oh, it twice. Okay, maybe I Oh, I mean, watching. okay, they, they went away from it and then they came back. You know, <laughs> it was like, it wasn't, it was like a metaphor they were trying to make. Yeah. And then they put it on TV and it was so like intrusive that you forgot what you're watching. <laughs> like, yeah. you just completely forgot. So I assume it's intended to just get people when they're channel surfing, just to stop and, and look at it. But it, it's, it seems so... Uh, counter counterintuitive or counterproductive because the people who are interested in watching this Cirque du Soleil thing aren't actually interested in the finance report or if they're if they're interested in both it makes it very confusing for them so it, it, it didn't go away though they kept talking <laughs> and then they cut to Peter Pan Pete Oh, what? <laughs> How far through? I mean, I watched the full... I mean, I was about, I was about I 10 minutes. about six or seven minutes. Yeah, no. Well, they, they, they went to a break and came back. And yeah, like, they went to a break, they came back, and they yeah. started talking about Peter Pan live. I don't know if it was the theater. Or, I, I, can't, I can't even tell you now because it was so uh, confusing yeah. that I, I just completely dismissed it and just started skipping through the video. Yeah. Like, I would hate to think that I was watching TV because I can't skip TV. <laughs> Uh, oh. Yeah, they, they, they jumped to Peter Pan and talked about how, you know, last year ratings were... The, they started talking about ratings through the show, like through the, through the business report. And what upset me the most was that, that even though I would have thought Peter Schiff would have been able to, like, 
he didn't show any sign of being upset <laughs> of what was going on. Because he didn't see what was on the TV, I assume. He, yeah, he's that... probably just getting put, putting his feed out, but he can't see what they're playing at all. You, yeah, you begin to wonder, don't you? Yeah. Like, he... He just kind of went along with it. I think to some degree he must have known that they're taking, like, you know, that they, they were just taking the focus away from what he was saying. Yeah. Because he kind yeah. of jumped on with the jokes as well. Like he started, you know, a bit of banter back and forward. Oh, right. But he would never have known what was being on TV, like what was being shown. Oh, okay. Well, that's the thing. Um, okay, so you think maybe they, they were doing it deliberately to him. They were singling oh, no, him out. To... I, I don't think they were like, you know, making him out to be a clown or not, to be, or not knowing uh-huh. what's going on. Um, I just, I just think, you know, to to what level does he understand, um, you know, how much distraction they're taking away from his message? Yeah. And you know, if I was him, I'd be upset that you know that I'm not getting, you know, that I'm not getting that direct connection with the viewer. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. The thing about Schiff is, I, th- I think he enjoys the limelight, but I think he, I, I mean, he knows that they treat the media always treat him like shit. So if you if you haven't heard of True. Peter Schiff, he's like uh, he's uh, a, the CEO of of a few multinational companies, uh, precious metal companies, and investment companies. Pacific, and, what's it called? Yeah, Pacific Precious Metals or Pacific Cap Pacific Capital. Oh, and uh, they both ring like a bell. <laughs> yeah, um, he's a CEO of a couple of companies, and uh, so he has these very contrarian. Um, or at least on Fox New, uh, Fox Business, they appear to be contrarian because he's the guy who's actually in the market do, doing the actual work and he actually understands what's going on and they normally get a bunch of academics uh, to talk with him so he seems like the odd one out. Um, but the thing is, I think he knows that... Um, I think he knows that the media is always going to treat him like shit in, in these days because he, he always goes on Fox and they haven't really given him a fair shake for... I've never I, seen. I've never seen like a solid, you know, mm. tell, me, tell me what you're about. Mm. It's always been, you've always thought this and... And now you're wrong. wrong. <laughs> you're always being wrong. Yeah, every, every time he comes on, they I, tell him how I love wrong the he female, is. I, follow, I love the female reporters that obviously have no idea what they're talking about. And they're like, but Peter, you are really, you're a long-term investor. Like, long-term investor. Like, what, what, term, what terminology are you using? Oh, but that, but that, that was a fair thing to say, I think, because she was com- the, the other guy was actually a trader, like a day trader or a week trader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in that in that case, she did actually make sense, I think. Um, but yeah, if you go back like ten years ago, you can watch clips of, of Peter Schiff, and they actually listen to what he says. And it, it's kind of funny because his voice is actually about half an act- octave lower. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I have noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so over the years, like he gets more and more excited and more. Uh, moves uh, into that higher register. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I enjoy watching his older like lectures because they come across more academic. Yeah, you know where where now they they put him against you know like day traders that, that are obviously technical and don't really care too much about you know real value and real world. They're mm. just like following figures and and yeah. paychecks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember a couple of years ago, or like eighteen months ago, and. I met a guy, a friend of my housemate, uh, uh, and he was, he's from Ireland, uh, and he works in, uh, let's see, some kind of, oh, he, he works in the finance industry, 
and I think I think he does in investment or he he trades or something. And I, and I asked him, what do you think of gold uh, and silver? And it's like it's it's dead. <laughs> How long ago was this? This is about eighteen months ago. 12, 12 months ago. Yeah. So well, if it was dead eighteen months ago, like yeah. it's been buried even lower now. <laughs> like they, they dug it up, they dug the grave lower, and they're like they keep killing it. Yeah. Who are but they? Ha- I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably guys like this. Um, Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was a nice guy. Um, but um, but he was saying he was saying stuff like, "Oh, well, you would have done really well if you shorted it six months ago." But actually, it was interesting because I started talking to him about gold and, and uh, like the relationship, uh, the, the ratio between the S and uh, what do you call it? It's an S and P five hundred. Yeah, that's it. Uh, or the Fortune five? No, the S and P five hundred and the the price of gold. And you can see um, there this these kind of trends. And he was like, "Oh, interesting." Uh, uh, and so he was open minded to it. But it was like he. He was so certain before I started questioning him. He was so certain that it was dead. But then the moment I start introducing this information, he's very... He wasn't quite certain. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- these people don't... I mean, this guy, for example, yeah. and most people that are in the industry, mm. financial industry, that is, they don't question. Mm. You know, it's like they, they read their newspapers, their reports, their online journals, and everyone's yeah. regurgitating... The same figures. Yeah. No one's adding it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, who's... I don't even know what... I mean, I don't even know what to add up. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. I know a little bit, but, but yeah. I'm... But, I mean, people do comparisons, gold to oil, you know, between today, 10 yep. years ago, back in the 80s. You know, like, it, they, they do these comparisons. That's, all, yeah, that's like all we can do. Pricing gold in terms of commodities rather than in terms of exactly. dollars. Exactly. Pricing the the stock market in terms of commodities, yeah. I mean, you, you can do it real estate. You can do it with uh, you know with purchasing power, mm-hmm. quality of, of of living in yeah. certain cities to try and gauge you know where are you exactly. But yeah. no one has any idea anymore. Yeah, we're, we're too yeah. far out of sea. Yes, because we've been living uh, with fiat currency for what is it? It's now? all going down, man. Years. It's game over, so. man. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say that. International fiat currency, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I guess from his perspective, gold gold is dead. Um, well, you wouldn't invest in it. Uh, from, from his perspective, no. No, exactly. I mean, you wouldn't. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're, like, behind a computer and you're there looking at your figures, like, they're better. Yeah. Like, you know, right now, how good is the US dollar going? Mm, it, it looks good. It looks great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, well, the other day... Um, if, I, if we keep talking like this, we're going to need to put a disclaimer on to say that we're not financial advisors and <laughs> not, no one yeah. should be taking this you know, yeah. information. And We don't have no idea what we're talking about. Um, the, the price of <sighs> oil the other day went below 60, and some people like on, on Zero Hedge, they're saying, uh, uh, saying that the last time that happened... It went below 60? Yeah, or oh, reached sixty, or it's around sixty. I don't know if it Dude, went below. That, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it's I been mean, going down for the last six months. Wasn't it over a hundred only like a few months back? Yep. Last week? No, I don't, I don't think. I think it's been going down for six months. Okay. 
All right. Yeah, it's yeah I mean, steady I, uh, yeah, I just, I don't follow it. Yeah. Well, me neither. But uh, apparently it's a, it's an important signal because the last time it did that was in 2008, uh, about three or four months before the collapse. Three or four months. All right. Yep. So let's say time's speeding up. So we might have two months left. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Well, I mean, there's um, a, lot of, a lot of consumer spending going on this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it feels like waiting yeah. for the dollar collapse is like waiting for the second coming or something. It's like, oh, no, no. You, you, can't, you can't wait for it. I mean, <laughs> you, um, you, you lose friends. <laughs> you, you turn up late to dates and you, know, you never get to work on time. You can't do it. It's like, uh, no, as soon as you, uh, when you decide you're going to wait for something like that, mm. then I don't know what decisions you're not making. Mm. Like, you know, you, you're obviously in a different reality to everyone else. And, mm. and that's a concern. I mean, I, I'm, I'm aware of moments where I think uh, I've come across people that have been waiting for significant events to happen. Mm. And I mean, like that, that 2000 Y2K bug, mm. like... So, you know, you can, you can be pulling hair out and, and going nuts over these things that are never going to happen. Yeah. It's like, if it doesn't happen today, why is it in your reality? Well, okay. That's, that, that's not really, that's not exactly the case because you can still be planning and living in today. Oh, I never, well, that's, uh, that's right. But then you still be preparing. You're yeah. living in, I mean, in that case, then, you know, you're still, do, you're still living your today. Yeah. But you're aware of what might be coming. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying, when you're 100% dedicated to this is going to happen any day now. Yeah. And you know, I've got my, I got my uh, my bug out bag packed. <laughs> you seen the the preppers? Uh, it's a TV, yeah. it's a series in the US. Preppers. Oh right, they're, oh they're right. They made a TV show about it, but it it makes them out to be conspiracy nuts. Tim. Oh, they're they're, 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 they're insane. They're crazy people. Right. You know, you can't let these people out. Right, of course, because they, <laughs> they're, they're not real. Yeah, but of course, the majority of preppers aren't like that. The majority of preppers are probably, you know, quite rational people who have have uh, a few ideas of what's going to happen. Oh, I, I think or yeah, a, a few a few concerns. There's definitely a lot more preppers than you realize. Yes, they they just might not go by the name or by the you know the basket prepper. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I oh, think not. Not since the TV show came out. <laughs> no, I mean, I, yeah. I don't. I don't blame for making a show. I mean, you know, I watched a few episodes. I thought it was funny. But, <laughs> I, just, I just don't like the way they portray people. Yeah, it's like it, it's, it's not fair to anybody. Mm. Yeah, well, they're always going to chop it up and and make you appear like an idiot. Yeah, but I was saying about Peter Schiff, like how. It, uh, Speaking they, of. Uh, yeah. Making people appear to be idiots. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he went on The Daily Show with, with Jon Stewart. Actually, it was the second time, and it wasn't Jon Stewart that was interviewing him. It, it was one of, the, one of the other hosts or reporters or, you know, uh, yellow journalists or whatever you call them. And, and uh, apparently she talked to him for about six or seven hours and it was a long time in any case because uh, she kept trying to ask more questions and get something out of him. Was that an interview? Six hours? It, it was something like... It was, it was uh, more 
time than a regular interview, that's for sure. So he, so he kept saying, you know, I got to pick up my kids or whatever. I got to go meet my wife. And, and she was like, no, no, just, a, just a, a little while longer. Eventually, they got him to say some phrase which wasn't politically correct. Um, he said that pe- people who are mentally retarded um, might, earn the, might earn below the minimum wage, which is it's factually correct. They, there's even an exemption in the United States for people who are mentally disabled um, so they can earn lower than the minimum wage. Uh, but it was just the fact that he said retarded that they <laughs> they used that to destroy him. You can't be too careful. <laughs> well, after you've talked for six hours, you're going to say something. <laughs> oh, man, six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But why do they want him to, what, just to destroy his character? Yeah, yeah, they want to paint him as as an idiot. They want to they want to paint him as a like an evil capitalist who wants to exploit the mentally disabled. Um, yeah, they may want to make him out as if he's Scrooge or uh, yeah, Scrooge, I guess. <laughs> the guy on the Monopoly board with the monocle. That's who they want to show him as. Did they? Did they superimpose those images over him as they were filming? Because, I mean, that would have been much quicker than six hours. <laughs> yeah, they should have done that. I mean, I guess Fox would have done it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. I think that they're trying to do it in subtle, the most subtle ways possible. Um, actually, a thought popped into my head yesterday. I thought the, a really good form of propaganda these days is and probably for a long time, is to make stupid people feel like they're really smart. So... Keep, some, keep going with this. Yeah. Uh, that, well, that was, a, <laughs> that was the beginning of my thought. I'm not sure where to take it. Um, but but like, the, like in this case, they're appealing to leftists, like so, socialists, uh, people who believe that the government should have more control, um, for example, more control over Peter Schiff, um, and and other rich CEOs, uh, and so they they they're always trying to play up this this intellectual angle. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I like the idea of propaganda. Yeah, because I mean, it's just so easy to throw that word around. <laughs> it's like that's oh, no, that's propaganda, or you know, are you... well, it's everywhere. It is. Well, it's. Yeah, it can be anything. Just about, yeah. I mean, it's like so open, yet I think a lot of people, they hear the word propaganda mm. and they think of, you know, political views. It's, 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 well, const- remember... it's, like, it's like it's always negative. Yes. Well, just about all the time. Um, so I remember in school what they showed us of, of propaganda. It was never British. It was never Australian. Uh, it was always like Russian or German. Just those um, so, guys. <laughs> and it would just be like posters um, and saying stuff like, I don't know, the British are trying to steal your wives or some, some crazy stuff like this or, or a, a big bear being attacked by Uncle Sam or whatever. Uncle um, Sam has got to be the number one propaganda capital. <laughs> Captain Chief America of, of all propagandists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Any random Mexican person in the street knows Uncle Sam. Mm, 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 yeah. And so the, so the thing is, they never give you... 
Um, they never give you examples of, of propaganda that you would expect to see today. Um, so it's, I mean, I guess maybe it was justified because it was a history class. Um, but um, you got a very good point, though. I mean, people don't know what modern day propaganda is. Yeah, and I see, I see it everywhere. I wrote a song about it. Um, I, I put it on YouTube. It's called. We should uh, go out on that song later. <laughs> okay, it's okay. relevant now. It's it's called the truth is not a meme. And what, what I mean by that is there's a lot of things that people put, put on the internet, easily shareable, or little catchphrases that you can repeat to your friends as if it's something really smart to say. But it's actually just what someone wants you to believe. Um, so in the song, I give, I give the example. There's a movie with Denzel Washington. Uh, I think it's called Deja Vu, where he he has that machine to look back through time. Do you remember that one? Uh, it's been a while. Okay. Been, uh, okay. I, I can't recall right now. A- anyway, so so in one scene, um, the the terrorist or the, the the bad guy in the movie quotes Thomas Jefferson um, saying about how he's a patriot, how it's important to to protect personal liberty or something like this, and then uh, like immediately afterwards, he blows up a boat. <laughs> And so, so it's never mentioned that he's actually quoting Thomas Jefferson, but it's like, it's pretty much verbatim. Uh, so, so anytime someone starts referring to the founding fathers or, you know, starts bringing up these Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin quotes in the United States, people are going to have this immediate connection in their brains to this movie and to this terrorist and oh, to the image man. of blowing up a boat. They're good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're good. Yeah, they're I mean, if we're playing chess, shit. they got like four queens. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> yes. we've been playing for a while. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah. You, you really begin to, I mean, once you start exploring these ideas, mm. you really begin to understand what is happening in the world right now and how people. Mm. I mean, forget about you know personal uh, liberty and human rights and mm. freedom. It's like you haven't got your mind. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm taking my girlfriend out to watch a movie and it's like you're, you're opening your head mm. to being blasted by whatever information they want to put in your head yes. and you're not, even, you're not even aware of what you're watching. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like, the good guy always wins. That's cool. Yeah, but is the good guy, like, actually a status murderer who murders on behalf know. of the queen or what whatever? What colour suit was he wearing? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It's like, do you even, do you even notice? Do you, are they like, movies in... I, I haven't seen many Mexican movies. I don't think that Me- Mexico has a big film industry. I, I tell you, I've, I've been watching a lot of, like, the old Mexican movies. Right. Like, you know, like in the... You, you begin to see... Uh, I'm trying to think eras, but I'm, I'm talking, like, black and white, half musical style. Like, you know, they, these are, like... They've always got, like, a cool story. Like, there's always, like, family values or there's always, mm-hmm. like, you know, everything always comes back. There's always, like, a, there's a message to it. All right. To all, the, to all these movies. And it's... Um, even though they're old movies, I find myself in a state of, of understanding that mm. I'm, I'm collecting these movies now. Like, if I see them in a shop, I would buy them, mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, this could be, like, a, a future family movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm aware of the, uh, of the message in the movie. Yeah. Like, we watch movies now, and it's all about the 3D and the special effects and, yeah. you know, and the, the cool, uh, you know, in-your-face, you know, action. Mm-hmm. But you've got no idea what you're watching. Yeah. Yeah, it's... and that's scary as hell. <laughs> it's, it's really bad because all of a sudden you realise you can't talk to your friends anymore. 
because, because they, you see what's in the movie and they don't. Well, they, they, you're watching a different movie. Mm. You're watching a completely different movie, and it, and it's not even it's not even about like it's not even stuff you can talk about. Yeah. Because you're just not on the same page. Uh huh. Can you give me an example? Uh man, it, it seems so easy to talk about, and there's so many examples, but yeah. Man, give me a moment, and I'll, I'll get back to you with something that like something just. I mean, I think of uh-huh. any. I think of any of the the, uh, the Transformers. Yeah, and I mean that, that's just basic. Like I couldn't even tell you what happens. Mm. Right. <laughs> like I couldn't even tell you like what I mean. I mean I'm talking like value or message or like right. what was this about exactly? I mean I watch a movie and I'm thinking about shit. What's on the what's the, what is on that dark side of the moon? Mm. Are there transformers up there? Or is that a metaphor for something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a movie I saw, but I saw that in the first five minutes. The rest of it I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, which one was it? Uh, I'm going to say the first ones. I don't think I spent time watching the rest. I just couldn't okay. be bothered. I think the first one was all right. But I, yeah, I, I think that was the only one I saw out of that series. Um, well, I mean, any, any of these sort of like modern day movies, like America's the Hero. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. Propaganda 101. Yes. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Um, I watched um, 101 Dalmatians, a Disney 101 Dalmatians. Yep. And you know what? Those French guys, mm. French, man, they're bad people. <laughs> this is what my children are watching you know what I mean they're, they're judging French desi- uh, designers yeah it's well like, you, were t- you were talking about the other day how uh, your, your nephew lives in the United States and has this crazy warped view of Mexico how, how it's um, no well I mean I don't want to go into too much detail but uh-huh. there's definitely there's a few comments that have been made over you know I mean is I and children can't be blamed at yep. any at any any level of you know their points of view because you know they're they're sponges, mm-hmm. but there's there's always those few comments that to anyone else might just be you know normal conversation. Mm. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I, I'm not too sure. Right. But but what's said and what's perceived, you know, may often be two totally different things. Yeah. But the fact that it's real to me, what else have I got to base anything on? Mm. So yeah, I mean it's. It's something that you, you become aware of. I mean, especially when you're interacting with children. You see them, mm. the, the way everything's so raw and real. You know, they, they tell absorb you... absorb the propaganda. <laughs> like, uh, well, I mean, let's, let's not go into propaganda, but I mean, you know... Okay. You ask a kid what flavor they like. Yeah. Bam, they know their favorite color, their favorite food, their favorite <laughs> animal, you know, they, their favorite TV character. Like, they know who they are. Uh-huh. Kids are real. You ask an adult, you know, what's your favorite color? It's like, ah, oh, well, depends, you know, we, you know, if I was to pick a BMW, then, you know, the titanium gray is like my favorite color. <laughs> it's like, it's, you become, you become your interactions. Mm. And my nephew said a few comments that were like, uh, okay, something simple like, if you're naughty, you're going to go, I'm going to send you to go live with your uncle Rin. That would be me. <laughs> it's like why is that a punishment <laughs> was you going to be sent down to that hell hole of Mexico <laughs> down the road that happens to supply you all your never mind Coca-Cola without <laughs> corn syrup it's, how much time have we got we got 16 minutes of recording time oh cool yes exactly yeah. your, your product yeah that, that blows me away how how someone has someone at, at 
you know, let, I mean, okay, this happened. This happened a while ago. So you know, even let's say a child at five years old. Mm. You know they they're going to give you a, a raw response like you know this is this is something everyone everyone knows, but when it's all of a sudden something that you begin to wonder where does it, where does it come from, mm. and, and and like you said earlier about about Mexico, what picture are they painting about Mexico? And yeah. I mean I'm kind of glad <laughs> because I, I've only been well, here I've only been here a few months. And, you know, I kind of like Mexico full of Mexicans. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the thing, too. When I, when I, when I made that video the other day talking about how great Mexico is, uh, I, I thought, uh, are Mexicans actually going to be angry that I'm telling uh, gringos to, to come on down and explore it for themselves? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was. I was like, come on, man. Don't tell them that. Don't ruin it. I, yeah. I like my, uh, you know, I like my little world down here. Yeah, this is it, it's. I like being away from the world. Mm. Like you know, I can I can just forget about stuff. Mm. I, I live down here. There's no stress. There's no worries. There's no. Uh, I don't know. There's no one telling me what to think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met a stressed Mexican. Like, mm, not no. No, they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, you look at everyone on the... like. I've caught a few buses in the morning, peak time yeah. buses, like 8 o'clock, you're trying to get to work, and it just happens that I, I'm, on, I'm in that time zone where I need to get to A to B, and I'm on the bus, it is, they're packed. Mm-hmm. Everyone's heading to work. No one's stressed. There's no stress. I mean, there's no seats. There's a hundred people in a bus that says limit fifty. <laughs> you know, we're all we're all like you know we're all in our little world, but everyone's yeah. just kind of like just super chill, looking out the window, looking at each other. I like to take a moment to look at everyone's face around me uh-huh. and try and reflect on what are the, you know what emotional state are they in, mm. and, and what are they what are they going to do today? Mm. Like you know you can tell if someone's going to have a good or a bad day from their like from their face on the bus in the morning and. <laughs> It's everyone's gonna have a good day. <laughs> it's like nothing's gonna upset these people. It's it's definitely a cultural thing that you know you can't surprise yeah. me. Like, you know, I've already had enough. I'm living my life now. Leave me alone. Yeah. And I, I think you know if you have like if you want to test out some good propaganda, you need to come to Mexico and start doing putting your propaganda out here and see how see how much penetration you can get into the minds of a Mexican because you yeah. talk to them. They, they've signed away and they don't know what just happened. Mm. As in, like, they don't care. Just get away from me. <laughs> I mean, is, is that accurate? Like, Hang on. What, do okay, I mean, we didn't, what we didn't do you mean? You walk up with someone with a contract in your hand saying, give me your soul for 50 pesos. <laughs> no, I, 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 don't, I don't think you what walk you? up to somebody. Okay. Like, I, I don't think they'll even stop and give you time. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, I think if you're able to find someone to, you know, to interact with you, which I think everyone will. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can stop and talk to anybody, but they just don't have time for worry. Mm. Like, you know, you could stop them and say, here's a contract, you're going to sign it, I've got the gun, sign your life away, sign your soul away, you know, I'm the devil and you're making this deal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they, you know, they would probably just, uh, you know, like what any good Mexican on the bus does, Phone out of pocket, wallet. I don't care. I'm going home. It's been a, it's been a long day. 
<laughs> it's like have people, you ever seen that happen? Um, no, but I, I've heard about it. Right. I mean, it's not part of my reality. Yeah. I hope I didn't make that part of my reality. <laughs> no, but the, 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 the idea of manifesting your own reality, mm. I don't think people, I think people here are so in, they're so in their moment mm. that that doesn't exist. Mm. It's, it's hard to superimpose things that, you know, we, we situations we create and mm. try and superimpose them on people that just don't, you know, don't accept not their reality, mm. which I think is why they eat chili with everything. I don't understand the connection. <laughs> okay, you are, uh, you know, you, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you got your, your torta. Yeah. Any flavor. You need chili. Yeah. You must have chili on it. Unless you're going to, unless you're going to traumatize your mouth and taste buds, taste environment, you can't appreciate the sandwich. <laughs> like, you, you know, you, All right, you, you need it to suck you into the moment. Yeah, you need to, you need to like, you know, hurt. Now, and then enjoy the sandwich. <laughs> until, until you do this so much that you can't eat without chili. <laughs> you, you can't. Because you, you know you're never going to appreciate the food as much unless you're in the moment. Okay. And uh, okay, okay. You, you need to bring yourself back to the immediate burning of the chili. Yeah. And then you can enjoy your food. <laughs> and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't taste any good. Like, unless you eat it with chili, it's got no taste. And you know that's what Mexican people think. Yeah, well, I think I, I'm starting to think that way too. <laughs> <laughs> it's but I, I don't know. I went to Colombia. I didn't use chili at all for like two and a half months. So yeah. I get. I How guess. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um. I. But yeah. Uh, Colombian food is always a bit bland. Um. They use a lot of salt. Um. Um, actually, they do. They do. I tell a lie because they do actually have um, what do they call it? Ahi, which is a, a, a kind of chili sauce. Um, Man, I love I love rolling peeled apples in that in that stuff. Really? It's like a chili powder, right? Uh, no, no. This is like um, I don't know. It's kind of like pico de gallo. Ah, um, uh, it's like a it's like a spice. No, no, no. What? No, 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 no. Like salsa mexicana. You know what I'm talking about? This, uh, the... I, I don't know if I do. Okay, okay. I'll have to explain this to you. I can't believe you've been living here for so long and not know. <laughs> no, I, I, just, I just think okay. we're talking different languages. Okay. Because... Well, yeah, speaking <laughs> Spanish too. Okay. Sal- salsa mexicana. It has th- generally has three ingredients. Go ahead. Onions, jalapenos, green jalapenos, yep. and tomato. Yep. Jitomate. Um, so the colors are. I actually think white, green. No, well, yeah. I mean, you, 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 you green, wrap white, you, and red. The food's inside the, out. The colors in of the, the Mexican the flag. flag. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking now the salsa mexicana. Yeah. I think I can blame that that dressing. Yeah. To why I don't hate tomato anymore. <laughs> I had serious issues with tomato for my whole life. Right. And now I eat tomato like I could eat it like an apple. Uh-huh. And to go from smelling a tomato and nearly heaving to being able to eat it like an apple, I'm not the same person. Like there's been some chemical change in my brain and stomach and I'm not the same person. And I think it's salsa mexicana. Mm. That's a medicine. 
I reckon, I reckon yeah. that, that could cure anything, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I reckon it I reckon it'll help you. <laughs> green jalapeno. Yeah. Cebolla. Uh, sorry. Onion. Is it actually yeah, actually is it I think it's normally serrano, not jalapeno. Oh, I guess you could use either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if the jalapeno is not in the salsa, it's there to chew on. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's there. It's in the vicinity of your meal. No, yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about superfoods now. Mm. Like, you know, this, this is not, uh, you know, this isn't just... Uh, I, think, I, think we, I don't think we have time to talk about superfoods. We're going to run out of time. Oh, no. I, I don't I I want to go into it too much, but... Um, we could talk about it next time. There's definitely a reason why Mexican food is the way it is. Like the recipes haven't been changed for uh -huh. for a very long time. Mm. Yeah, I wonder about that too. Like with mole, I always say to people, um, like an Australian in in hundreds of years, an Australian couldn't come up with something like mole. And, they, and like my old housemate said, uh, oh because they don't have the ingredients. I'm like, no, it's not like that. It's something completely different. Like, Even if you had the ingredients, you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't make it. No, no, no Australian would ever come up with that. I, I, I don't think they could. Like some, something that has like 10 or 20 ingredients all mixed together and fried and, and blended up. Forget about 20. It's yeah. like chili chocolate. It doesn't go. <laughs> but it does. Oh, it's it so does. well. <laughs> All right, I, th I think it's about time to wrap it up. So my, my name's Kurt Robinson. This is... Aaron Battle. Yep. Uh, this is the Paradise... What was it? The Paradise Paradox. The Paradise Paradox. <laughs> Have a good one. Kicking it with the Kurt Robinson. Rocking on to the break of dawn. Wearing plus a break of dawn. So what you want when someone is asserted? You think it sounds nice. They use it on the news as a sound bite. But if you want a truth, you won't find one. Just some factoids in bite-sized chunks. Distill an ideology in a catchphrase. You have some people recite that for days. Just ask the man on the street in L.A. is still holding out. For hope and change We repeated words designed to be repeatable Not stopping to find out if they're deceitful Despicable to those of us who seek truth Think for yourself, move or be moved Your mind is a commodity to be bought and sold But no more left on the side of the road The product on sale is what you feel and think Your heart is a heart, but who's playing the strings? Plant seeds in soil still virgin to determine The twisted philosophy of every sleeping person You better wake up, or wake up Quick, better to jump out of bed than be shaken out. Shit, truth is not a meme. The truth cannot be seen on a TV screen. DVDs, it challenges you, does battle with you. Do you stop and think? That be true? Do you dare seek when you don't know what you'll find? Persistent, elusive, could not be defined. That still small voice could just be a dream. But the truth is not a meme Films use product placement, you can't escape it But do you notice when they make more subtle statements? I saw a movie where the words of the terrorists Were actually the quotes of Thomas Jefferson So when someone mentions him, you envision this A man blowing up a boat full of innocence There's so many layers, subtlety and great areas It's how it can play us if we're not aware of it We repeated words designed to be repeatable Not stopping to find out if they're deceitful Despicable to those of us to seek truth. 
think for yourself Move or be moved Some people use money to keep the truth hidden That's why it's best to sickness was a superstition So many studies say cigarettes are a-okay Don't you think we might make that mistake today? Take a look through the veil of complexity, dare to see something that most people never see. Force a door, break open the lock for me, and see stark before you, truth's dead naked body. The truth is not a meme, the truth cannot be seen on a TV screen. DVDs, it challenges you, does battle with you. Do you stop and think, that be true? Do you dare seek when you don't know what you'll find? Persistent, elusive, cannot be defined. But still small voice could just be a dream. But the truth is not a meme. To those who have a critical mind, consider every word. How is it defined? Liberate your mind from a true false dichotomy. Delineate beliefs in terms of probability. Classified according to evidence and source. Does it have logical support or is logic ignored? Whatever it takes to capture a thought to all the truth seekers and the true believers. Be careful of methods renewed by deceivers. Once upon a time we were viewed as heathens. But they can't defeat truth as long as truth completes us. It can be so cold to stare into your soul. Question everything you believe, you feel, you know. But the price is temporary, the price is eternity. And when you search for truth, truth searches thee. And when thou searches for truth, truth searches thee. The truth is not a meme. The truth cannot be seen on a TV screen. DVDs, it challenges you, does battle with you. Do you stop and think, could that be true? Do you dare seek when you don't know what you'll find? Persistent, elusive, could not be defined. And still small voice could just be a dream. But the truth is not a meme. This is Kurt Robinson for Trouble in the Bubble. Teaching you to cause just a little trouble. Teaching you to always question what you know. Question what you think you know. Question what you're told. Because it's not everybody out there has a determined view of truth as you. Not everybody has the best interest at heart. So be careful. And be aware. Stay vigilant. Third time I've said that probably say it three more times see in my line of work you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in to kind of catapult the propaganda 